Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast, an exploration of ancient wisdom. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome. We are on episode number... 35. And it's an exciting, exciting day because today is the day that we start chapter six. Beautiful. We just wrapped up chapter five of the Bhagavad Gita, Karma Yoga, Action in Krishna Consciousness. So let's break that down a little. Let's do a quick recap. Yes. Um, Go ahead, Shamali. Okay. Basically, we're all excited (laughs) to dive right in today. So basically, chapter five is a very practical explanation of Krishna Consciousness known as Karma Yoga because we can, through Karma Yoga, transform anything we're doing into service for Krishna, be it we're teachers, we're accountants, whatever we're doing, we're doing it to serve Krishna. And karma yoga can literally give us liberation because through transforming our mindset, we're dedicating everything to service in Krishna consciousness. And we have to keep in mind, what is our constitutional position? Meaning what is our eternal relationship to Krishna? Priya last episode had given a beautiful little example of, we like to picture, okay, we have the soul, which is like our little spark within our body. And then what did we have right next to it, Priya? What did you say? Another sparkle. And it's Krishna. I love that. That's so precious. Two sparkles. Two sparkles. So one's in our heart and one is right next to it. There's two sparkles. So you're never alone because right next to your sparkle is Krishna. And what is that sparkle called? Paramatma. Paramatma or Krishna in the heart. So basically... Through um, karma yoga, we're trying to keep in mind what's our eternal relationship to Krishna. We're servants of Krishna. So if we can keep that mindset present and through everything we do in life, we remember I'm eternally a servant of God. I'm his fragmental part and parcel. So I'm a part of it, but not all of it. It's like the same in quality, but not quantity. I love right? that. Yeah. yeah. Um, there, there's another, like I love chapter five because it's very practical. Mm-hmm. It talks about, you know, what a transcendental person or someone who is in full knowledge, like what do they act like? And it's like, no matter what happens to them, like crappy things happen to them throughout their day, throughout their life, or even great, amazing thing happen happens to them. They have this ability to be equipoised through the good times and the bad times and how to meditate on this equipoised nature. Right, right. Exactly. The uh, equanimity, equipoise, it was some verses that describe the beautiful nature of a yogi, right? That same vision, equal vision, seeing everyone as beyond the body, whatever species, whatever status that human being is or animal, we see them as a soul. We're seeing beyond the body. Right. And so this chapter, this chapter five was talking about karma yoga and we understand the word karma to mean action, right? Right. So the actions we have accrue more actions and more things in our lives, positive or negative. And that's kind of how we're here, right? Exactly. And so it says, as long as one is in contact with matter, meaning being here in this material world, being here on earth, one has to execute work in terms of material necessities, right? We have to do whatever it is that Mm -hmm. we need in order to get the food, shelter, all those stuff. And doing all of those things kind of gives us more actions that we're creating, right? right? Whether they're positive or negative, regardless. And so it says Krishna consciousness, however, brings one into spiritual life, even while one is within jurisdiction of matter. Mm, Meaning, yes, right. we partake in our everyday life. We do all the things that we need in order to live here. And then once we practice Krishna consciousness, it helps us not accrue that karma, whether positive or negative. Exactly. Right? Because kind of like you're saying, our, our, our current situation is that when we come into contact with Maya or illusion, we want to hoard it over. I'm the Lord of this domain. I'm the controller. I'm the controller. It's all me, me, me. It's very egotistical, very self-centered. So the more advanced we become on our spiritual path towards 
enlightenment and really realizing what is our true eternal position, then the more we're freed from these clutches of matter. Yes. Yes. And a big step to do that is to control our desires mm-hmm. and our anger. Ooh, exactly. Those are the two big ones. Yeah. Desires and anger. Desires and angers. And there's one line exactly with what you're saying, Priya, about desire and anger, that everything really depends on our practical performance of our duties in Krishna consciousness. So the degree to which I can keep in mind my position to Krishna, that I can execute, uh, I'm not the doer, I'm just a servant and I'm trying to dedicate everything to him, then that helps us control our senses and conquer the influences of, as you said, desire and anger. And why is that helpful? Because desire and anger lead us to actually accruing more karma. Exactly. When I want something, I work towards something, I might do it in a nice way and then accrue positive karma. I might do it in a negative way and accrue negative karma. Yep. Right. I might rob a bank to get that Ferrari. <laughs> exactly. That's right. accruing so negative. Negative. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. Right. So basically devotional service or acting in a loving way towards Krishna is the, the, the formula for peace, they had said, that can mm. award peace to every human being and it's the highest perfection of life. Bam. Beautiful. And the beautiful thing also, <laughs> Krishna is everyone's eternal best friend. He doesn't have favorites. He gives his love to his sincere devotees without, he's there with for everybody, present in your heart. And that's what, one of my favorite things about chapter five is this notion of like seeing everybody as equal. Mm, and it's right. so, it's so much easier said than done because we walk across yeah. the street, we make snap judgments all of the time. Right. And then there's this verse in chapter five that I love. A humble sage sees with equal vision, you know, a priest or a cow right. or a dog. Like doesn't matter because as pre mentioned, it's like the two sparks are in every living species, mm, right? right? Whether they're humans or whether they're frogs or whether they're dogs, it doesn't matter. It's those two sparks. And it's our duty as humans to see everybody in that equal light and that equal vision. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've been around someone who treats everyone really kindly, whether they're the janitor yes. or the CEO. And how does that make that person make you feel? Right? Oh, great. Yeah. You, those people are wonderful, yeah. right? So like we're all striving to be those people who can see everyone equally, regardless of race, color. Yeah. And it's hard in a place like LA. Let's be honest, because we all <laughs> live here in Los Angeles and it's it's known for a place where people like use other people to climb to the top. Right. Oh, I thought you were going to say something different, wait, but wait, that's wait, actually a really fair say? point. Um, because there's a lot of crazy people too. <laughs> oh, there's also a lot of crazy people And too. like, you know, like today we were at, at the temple and we were just sitting in the lawn and we were practicing our musical instruments and there was one person there just sitting staring at us uh-huh. and like a part of me wants to be like oh my gosh danger 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 yeah and then another part of me is thinking well maybe he's just wanting to hear the holy name <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> the benefit of the doubt because we're all souls and there's krishna in his right. heart right so, so we have a conclusion as to what, what I he mean, was after? <laughs> he just sat there the whole time and we just did our thing and everyone was fine. Yeah, so, okay. you know. But it's true. Be I safe. Mean, but at yeah, least be you- safe. Knowing <laughs> Krishna's in our hearts doesn't mean I'm going to gallop around the city at night with, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at robbed. least you had that second thought to be like, okay, maybe he is here just to hear Krishna's right. Krishna's holy name or whatever. Right. But, but most people don't have that ability to have that second thought. Yes. They make that snap judgment or they say danger or this person's bad or this person's like gonna kill me or this person's not a good person and then they don't let themselves think a benefit of the doubt type yeah. of thought that's right? all we got to do the benefit of the doubt right yes. like just just try to work on just giving the benefit of the doubt that's like mm-hmm. one step closer to just seeing everyone as equals Equal. everyone yeah. as krishna's in their yeah. heart right. it's a simple shift rather than i'm judging them i have compassion because i know you know what 
the material world is hard. There's so much suffering. They're doing what they can. And I'm, I feel bad that they didn't get a situation where they can feel that peace, yep. you know? So it's and rough. The, what I'm trying to say about living in LA is like, <laughs> it's like you go to some of these parties sometimes and like people are just trying to chase clout or they're oh, trying to yeah. chase like uh-huh. people who have fame or influencers or whatnot followers. and followers. Right. And it's just like, you have to treat somebody like with kindness, no matter what they can do for you or what they can't do for you. Mm. you know and we mean? don't yeah. care at all about followers, but if you want to follow us on <laughs> at Modern Yogi Podcast on Instagram, go ahead. Modern Yogi Podcast. Modern Yogi Podcast. Modern Yogi Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. We're about to encounter actually a text that talks about followers. So that's oh, going to be a fun. So fun. <laughs> but again, six, we huh? don't care. We don't care about followers. We don't no, care. no, no, no. Well, honestly, well, here's the thing though. Like we're doing this with the mindset of spreading Krishna consciousness. So that's yes. like actually service. That's yep. like, this is our way of doing service. This is our way yeah. of staying connected. So like actually more followers is better because that means we're all connected to Krishna and that's what we ultimately want. Right. We just want the most people that can hear the Gita possible, then we're happy. But we will love you no matter what. Even if you don't follow us (laughs) at Modern Yogi Podcast. (laughs) Modern Yogi Podcast. Modern Yogi Podcast. Okay. 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 Anyways. So let's start with the invocation prayers. Yes, ladies, please. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnana Shalakaya Chakshurun militam yena, tasmai shri gurave namaha. Translation, I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances unto him. Our ladies, chapter six, are we ready for this? Beautiful. Let's dive into Nervous. it. Can I, can I give a brief explanation of Dhyana Yoga before we start? Because chapter yes. six is called Dhyana Yoga. But you know, the text and the purports launch into like, if you don't have a very clear explanation, it might get a little confusing as what we dive is into it. Diana? Tell us, tell us, Shama. I will tell you, I will tell you as I grab my phone. <laughs> I was doing some research. So, okay, dhyana yoga. Dhyana basically means meditation. Dhyana is a way of gaining moksha or liberation. So, you know, we always talk about we want to get liberated from this material world, from the clutches of, of uh, ignorance, passion. So all of that. So dhyana, through meditation, we can gain liberation. While karma yoga, the whole chapter we just went into, is through external means of action. So through karma yoga is action in Krishna consciousness. Mm. We can transform whatever action through our mindset as s- devoting ourselves to Krishna. While So while karma is external means of action, dhyana is entirely internal where our actions are are born in the mind, but they also remain in the mind. They don't mm. manifest in any form of action. So basically, dhyana, Sanskrit word meaning meditation. Cool. And it's oh, going to go into it a little bit more, but basically dhyana is the seventh limb of the eight limb uh, process of yoga. Okay. The, so, you know, in future purports, we're going to unpack that, what that means. They We already process. started talking about them a little bit before, right? We mentioned it, There it, was I the think, breathing right? that was mentioned at the end of chapter five, right? When you close your eyes, not fully closed, but not open either so that you're not distracted right. and you're not, not falling, falling asleep. asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so it gets and very you, like complicated, very technical, but basically that, yeah. That so dhyana, this is one of the steps. So like the one that we were talking about breathing, that's another step. So this is another step from Right. That. So basically it's the seventh limb of Patanjali's eight limbs of yoga, where cool. dhyana builds upon the different practices of asana or physical posture, mm-hmm. uh, pranayam, breathing, as you're talking about, and different ones like um, pratyahara, controlling the senses. So it builds and, com- and combines a lot of those. And when practiced together, we can achieve samadhi or full absorption. So but dhyana d- means... 
Dhyana means meditation, meditation. Okay. but it's right below bhakti because ultimately, you know, we can practice all of those. We've said before in different contexts that you can practice all of these different technical things and you'll still get to the same end game as when you practice bhakti yoga. But so, slower. Yeah. But slower, exactly. Because they all lead you to bhakti yoga and then you're like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. right. And growing up in like an Indian household, my mom used that word a lot, actually, dhyan, like dhyan. Oh. And so it, it, sometimes she would say it as like, if I'm not doing my homework, she'd be like, dhyan karo, me like, like concentrate on uh, this so I always thought it meant concentration or like sometimes I, when I was like a t- like maybe like four or five years old and she would feed me and I would be like watching tv and I would stop chewing and she'd like, be like hit me over the head be like dian karo, like concentrate on the chewing <laughs> and so I always thought dian was concentration but I guess it is a form of meditation yeah. right right because dhyana literally means meditation so back in ancient times or even nowadays when you go to India many of the sages will renounce everything go to the Himalayas or to a sacred place in Vrindavan and you're trying to fully absorb in meditation. But okay, in this modern day, in the modern yogi, it's hard to renounce everything, quit (laughs) our job and just fully, you know, absorb ourselves in meditation. So that's why they recommend, and we'll get into this, it talks about this in the purports. We're going to recommend bhakti yoga or just meditating on chanting Krishna's name to absorb ourselves. Because Mm. bhakti yoga, which we've talked about, you know, yoga meaning union and bhakti devotion, bhakti combines all of the steps. It's the highest stage of mm-hmm. this eightfold process of, of the, it's kind of like a ladder and it's the final stage. And bhakti combines the, the meditation of dhyana because through thinking of Krishna, we're absorbed in meditation. We already check that box. Ah. It's combining all the different steps and we're in, uh, uh, automatically achieving those same results. So dhyana mm. yoga is very important. It is a very important, but if you're going to do bhakti yoga, then you can just automatically encapsulate all of those practices. Perfect. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it says also like karma yoga or like acting in Krishna consciousness is higher than that. Right. Exactly. So like anything that it's involved in Krishna consciousness. It's the highest. Any, yeah. Anything that is connected to Krishna consciousness is higher. Right. Therefore. Because with Krishna consciousness, you can still be having one foot in the real world and having your job responsibilities, kids, while also, uh, dedicating yourself internally through your mind, your mental practice, your your outlook, your disposition, you're going to be automatically checking all the other boxes. Because like I said, dhyana is already encapsulated in bhakti yoga because we're absorbed in Krishna. So then we're meditating, we're meditating on yeah. Krishna. Everything yep. we do, we're dedicating to Krishna. We talked about how we can do that through karma yoga already in the previous chapter. So that's why dhyana or sorry, bhakti yoga already contains all the other elements of the yoga. The topmost. Beauty. Wonderful. We haven't even started this (laughs) chapter. That was a little That's a really recap that's going to give a little more perspective, I think, to the text. Thank you, Shamali. All right. Priyadarshana, you want to take it away? Yes. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, so Krishna speaking now, Mm -hmm. one who is unattached to to the fruits of his work and who works as he is obligated is in the renounced order of life. And he is the true mystic, not he who lights no fire and performs no duty. One more time. One more time, please. (laughs) Was that me or just... Okay, let me try that again. Okay, the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Krishna said, One who is unattached to the fruits of his work and who works as he is obligated is in the renowned order of life. And And he is the true mystic. Not he who lights no fire and performs no duty. Right. So that line is kind of tapping upon the eternal. We know that 
Krishna's telling Arjuna, don't run away to the forest. Don't mm-hmm. abandon your duties. That's not the true mystic, one who completely is quote unquote renounced, but to the point where they're not going to engage in anything, kind of like false renunciation. Yeah, they're running away about. under a bridge or in a cave right. and they're like, I'm not going to participate That's in escapism. any of this. Yes. We don't want yeah. to promote escapism. And yes. it's also kind of bringing back karma yoga in a sense, right? Like right. he's saying someone who's not attached to like the results. So like they're not attached to how much money they make or what outcome comes out of their work but they still do their duty, right? Who they're still following their duty. They're the real yogis. They're the real mystics. They're the real, you know, like they're really focused on the right thing to do. Exactly. If you're not uh, performing any duties or kind of just, then you're just, you're not doing the right thing. And right. they said he is the true mystic, not he who lights no fire and performs no duty. That reminds me of like, have you ever watched the TV show Survivor? <laughs> oh, yeah. A long time ago, maybe. Yeah, it's still on. It's like season like 45 or something like that. <laughs> something crazy. And so I always remember that the people who didn't know how to build a fire were actually like the most useless because they didn't, like they couldn't they couldn't, they couldn't help survive with anything. Night, probably yeah, right. exactly right. And so Krishna is so funny that says he who he lights no fire and performs no duty. Mm. It's like people who are giving up all of the actions <clears throat> and they're giving up all the responsibilities is not the way to go. You know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah. So diving into the purport, I mean, basically this chapter, Krishna, the Lord explains, as we said, the process of the eightfold yoga system. The goal is ultimately to control the mind, control the senses. But this is really difficult for people in this day and age. We call it the age of Kali. So let's pause a second. How would one of you ladies explain Ooh, the age of Kali? I feel like we've talked about this before. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Shama Let's recap. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, go hop in, Priya Darshini, <laughs> because I might screw this up. So there have been four different yugas throughout time, right? Yeah. Ages. Ages, right? right. And so we are in the fourth and final age. Mm-hmm. It's a cycle. Also, it's a cycle, right? Yeah. And so once this fourth age completes the new age will start again from the top but because we are in this fourth and final age of kali yuga kali actually means darkness and yuga Mm -hmm. means age of so essentially the age of darkness it's kind of the it's kind of has its pros and cons right in (laughs) terms of cons it's it's a lot of cons right yeah there's a lot of scriptures that talk about like the calamities and drought and famine and all that stuff that will happen during this time but with is great about the age of Kali is that it's the easiest way for the bhakti yoga process, the mm-hmm. easiest way to connect to Krishna. And it's just through chanting his names. Right. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword in a way, you know, right. it's hard because, because <laughs> of all of the bad stuff that's going on and climate change and drought and famine and poverty and all that stuff. But also easiest for us because all we need to do is chant Krishna's name. That was so well said. So proud of it. Yeah, and I think it also it's because of the first yugas. There was like a lot of um, like easiness of living, if that makes sense. You you can correct me if I'm wrong, right? Like it was easier to remember things. Uh, right. People had higher technologies. They were more peaceful. Like mm-hmm. it was different, right? So like imagine trying to turn to God in those situations. Maybe yeah. you have all your needs and all this stuff. Sometimes it's hard to remember God. Whereas when we're suffering, oftentimes we remember right. a little bit easier. Yeah. yeah. So in some ways we're like more able to connect back to Krishna instead of just making our lives all about enjoyment. Yeah. Right. There's even like uh, statistics out there that talk about like countries that are going through real hardship. They've made uh, surveys that the people are more likely to turn to God and are more religious in those countries when they are going through difficult mm. times. Yeah. And think about our own lives, right? I mean, when things are hunky dory dandy for us, <laughs> you know, the three sorry, of us, say that again? hunky dory dandy, oh. hunky dory have dandy, you know, <laughs> when things are really, really good in our lives, it is a lot harder to remember God right. because you're not 
Because everything's good. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah. when things, when, you know, people pass away or like something happens in your family or to your friends or whatnot, you remember the mortality of your life a lot more. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's those bad things that I think bring us closer to the consciousness of God existing. For yeah, sure. You know, I can say that um, a really good childhood friend of mine, her mom passed away a couple of days ago. And I've mentioned also my spiritual master. He's getting ready to depart this world. So it's like a lot of like, yeah, that, um, you know, people leaving this world brings it all to a very real plane. It's mm-hmm. almost like you said, Shama, when things are hunky-dory, it's easy to get like, dandy. to really buy into <laughs> the illusion. You buy into like the distractions of life and yes. you, you, you believe it. It becomes more real. Yeah. But when, when, when life gives you a wake-up call, be it through tragedy or through death or whatever it is, it doesn't have to just be through those things, but that makes it easier almost to like, oh yeah, there's a lot of suffering in this life. And I'm not, I'm just a passenger here. Yeah. I'm like a vagabond through earth and I'm meant to be here for a blink of an eye, you grow, evolve, connect to my source and leave. It's yeah. not forever. Well, you said Charlie is so cool. It's like you buy into the distractions of life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You, like you buy into the matrix essentially. Right, right. right. You that's buy really into cool. it more. Yeah. And so that's why Krishna consciousness is really cool because it's kind of providing you everyday processes in which you can remember God. Mm-hmm. So you right. don't have to be suffering to remember him. You There's practices of like japa, which is meditating on beads peacefully every day, right? Yeah. There's all these processes that kind of remind you of Krishna every day. So that maybe you don't have to suffer to remember him, right? Yeah. So like that's the greatness of Krishna right. consciousness. It's kind of beautiful that way. Right. It really is. Yeah. And bringing it back to Kali Yuga, I want to say one thing. Um, it's very interesting because Vedic philosophy is one of the only philosophies that lines up also with scientifically actually how the world goes through a cyclical process mm. because we have the four stages of the four yugas or stages of the world. And uh, this is from the Vedas and the fourth one and final one is Kali Yuga. And then it'll kind of, you know, start over from the beginning. It'll explode, combust, whatever mm-hmm. happens at the end, and it'll start again from refresh. the first refresh. refresh. And that literally lines up. It's one of the only philosophies that lines up with scientifically what happens. The world has been, you know, expanding, expanding, and it'll come to a point where it'll combust, combust, and then start again. So well, it, it goes through. Kalki comes at right the end, in, in the Vedic resets, philosophy. Yes. And in science also then. It he goes pushes through. the reset button. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> and science doesn't actually try to explain why, what's the original cause of that? It happens and they're analyzing what they can actually tangibly analyze. So it goes through this cyclical nature. So that's very fascinating that it lines up with uh, Vedic philosophy of what happens. Thousands, mm. Like bajillions of years ago, these texts were written about what happens in Fascinating. our systems, our universes, and like planet. how many, how it's like it calculates exactly how many years or how many days or how many millennials there are in a right. yuga, and it's so yeah. accurate. It's really cool. You know, one day because in in this one mantras program, we had this devotee friend of ours who also works with NASA, and he gave all these facts about like uh, things that line up. We should bring him onto one day the program, yes. or even <laughs> at least get quotes from that because it's very to me when I see all those things line up, it's like this is all real and yeah. this is so. Oh, yeah. cool. I love when our scientist friend is a devotee, right? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. this guy has, this guy, the, the friend that we're talking about is so smart and he works at NASA and he still understands and believes all of this, right? right. So it's like yeah. even the greatest scientist this believes isn't just in this some, knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't some hocus pocus. We're talking about the age of Kali. Like, no, this is really like happening. So bringing it to the purport, the point yes. is that then this eightfold yoga system is meant to control our mind and senses. But okay, our dilemma is this becomes very difficult for us in the age of Kali. Yeah, it kind of is like oh, when you meditate and they tell you to think about nothing. 
Oh, right. Like impossible. imagine impossible. thinking about right. nothing, right? Someone tells you to think about nothing. You're like, I'm supposed to think about nothing. Nothing is nothing. And then you just <laughs> all the thoughts in your head that are just not. I, I do that sometimes when I'm like doing like meditation coaching for the first minute, I'll tell, I'll tell people to think about nothing as like, kind of like a, a test. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. And Cause it's impossible to just yeah. sit there and think of nothing. Exactly. Right, so that's right. why it's also hard for us in the age of Kali, just because this is where we're at. We're always seeking activity. Our right. minds are always going. Going, right. Right. Mm-hmm. So in this chapter, dhyana yoga or meditation, okay, that's a good way to initially control the mind and senses. And that might give you moksha or libera- liberation, but that will not guarantee you will have love of Krishna, devotional service. So there's a line in the purport that as Priya, you had said, it emphasizes that even the process of karma yoga or acting in Krishna consciousness is better because right. then at least you're trying to like, look, in this world, everyone acts to a certain degree or other. We act to maintain our family, our paraphernalia. That's such a like Krishna conscious word. Do paraphernalia. People, what, what does paraphernalia stuff, mean? Our stuff. stuff. Our stuff. <laughs> Propaganda. Right, right. Our house, our cars, our just random stuff. I always think of flyers and brochures when I hear the word <laughs> paraphernalia. <laughs> right. But the reality is no one's working without some self-interest or some personal gratification, uh, whether it's concentrated or extended, like I'm doing this for my family in an extended mm. way. So people yeah. have varying degrees of self-interest, right? Mm. And uh, here it says the criterion of perfection is to act in Krishna consciousness and not with a view of enjoying the fruits of our work. So what again, ladies, does that mean? The fruits of our work. So essentially um, not enjoying the the results that come from the, the the effort that we put in. So for instance, like if we are an accountant and we make hundreds of thousands of dollars every year, our goal is not to do that to enjoy that money. Right, right. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. And we Which might is use, harder said than like, easier said than done. Yeah. We have to the reality is we have to maintain ourselves. So sure, some of the money we use is gonna be towards whatever. Everything yeah. that it, it, it requires to function and live yeah. and survive. I think, I think be it's attached to those yeah, results. I think uh-huh. that the idea is not to say like, oh money is me, I am the money, the money's all I need, everything I, like I'm doing this for the money, right? Like right. it's not that's the whole point. You're not thinking of it that way. It's like more of a necessity and part of life, but it's not the goal. It's, it's not, not the, what you should be attached to. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. And I love the last line on page, uh, well, at least on this version is 257. I know maybe some versions, it's a little different. Anyway, so the point is, this line says, the duty of every living entity, because all, or to act in Krishna consciousness is the duty of every living entity, because we're all constitutionally parts and parcels of the Supreme. And I love how they painted that image of like, it's our true nature to do that because we're ultimately mm. parts and parcels. So I'm a little fragment of the whole. So there's a nice, they, they continue further to describe like the body works for the side, the limbs work for the satisfaction of the whole body. So the mm-hmm. limb of the body doesn't act for its own self-satisfaction, but for the satisfaction of the complete whole. So basically they're saying similarly, the living entity acts for the satisfaction of the supreme whole and not just for our own personal satisfaction. Well, we can finally do that we're in a state of absorption. That's the perfect sannyas or the perfect yogi. So like if I'm eating a bowl of spinach, which I don't want to do, but I know it's not <laughs> when for the you satisfaction don't eat the bowl of, spinach. of my hands or my lips. It's for the satisfaction of my entire body. Right, right. So I'm With not nutrition. Just, yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, it, I, it's happened to me and I'm sure it's happened to you where there's been moments in your life in which you think like, what's the purpose? Like, what am I doing everything that oh, I do every day? for? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then for me, at least because I have Krishna consciousness, I just, I get, um, I think, okay, let me do something in Krishna consciousness right now when I'm feeling a little bit existential and I'm not really sure Oof, what the whole yeah. point is. And once I do, I just feel so much better. And I think that's what this means, right? Mm-hmm. Like we want to do this. Right. Like there's a, there's a natural attraction to serving the Supreme, 
to like being part of this big thing yeah. and like mm-hmm. acting in terms of service rather than just self-interest. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, even, I, even us doing this podcast, right? Like, yeah, we're not, we're not paid, but we're, <laughs> like, there's no like benefit, but we love doing it because yeah. we believe in this. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it has this philosophy and this knowledge has helped us so much in our lives. Like even when we're having mm. those existential crises to come back to this knowledge is something that gives us great joy. Mm. And so we want to spread it. Yeah. And I love Priya, how you say, we want to do this. It's so natural for us because we're naturally, we love to serve each other to give mm-hmm. and think about yeah. how you feel. in like, let's say one day you spend just doing, I don't know. Okay. Not just one day. Cause maybe this nice to have a day where you just have yourself. Okay, wait, let me read <laughs> the image. You spend your whole life just like I'm working just so I can gain money just for me. So I can feed me when you make a meal it's just for you, but it feels so much better when I can do something for others to share a meal or when I can, yeah. as a mom, the high, like they gain so much satisfaction from serving their children and, and doing things for their children when they gain nothing back rather than like a day where like, they take, just, take, 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 exactly. Yeah. It doesn't give you that same endorphin release. The, <laughs> in, yeah, the nourishment. Exactly. So we're naturally, our natural propensity is it's to want to give back, and give. to serve. Mm-hmm. So that means that kind of foreshadows we're connected inherently to a bigger picture of if we can tap into that um, divine line connecting us to our source, we will be so nourished beyond yeah. just nourishing my own ego and pleasure. And Beautifully it is, said. And it is hard because we are so easily distracted. Oh my God. Yeah. We're like, you know what fish. I mean? We're so easily distracted. Like for example, I might spend uh, a whole day recording with you guys and I will see the time flies and I don't even notice. And I'm so happy we're doing this out of the, you know, like just volunteering our time and effort. Right. Um, but I could also spend a whole day watching TV and which one do you feel better yeah. doing? Right. Oh, and, yeah. and, or even just the reality of like, when you have free time, you're like, you're, we're conditioned to believe that what we should do is rest and watch TV. But also like, if we just go on a walk in nature and meditate, like there's so many wonderful things that connect us back to Krishna, but there's also so many distractions that pulls oh, yeah. us away, right. especially part of like, you know, uh, society and like expectations. I would say and- well, there's so exponentially more distractions. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There's such an influx nowadays in this modern time of information. We grab our phone and bam, bam, bam. Things are flashing in our face oh all day that you can easily, I mean, how, how many people listening can easily spend two hours just like a second? Oh yeah. On TikTok, hundred percent. I'm not proud of myself, you know, but I'm there. Like, And, 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 the, and you get up feeling like, oh my God, what, what did just I happened? just do with my time? It's I like, feel sad. After. Yeah, you feel sad. You feel disconnected watching the minutes of my life just washing away in front of me. Yeah. But you spend two hours doing something connected to God or connected to giving to others. And yeah. how do you feel? Right. Yeah. So you know what? This is literally like doing a case study on yourself for people that like to analyze things like do the do the oh my god I had a brain fart <laughs> oh, 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 do the experiment do the experiment oh right? my god <laughs> so now now because I love TikTok so much I've tried to listen to people who are talking about the Gita on TikTok just nice. to just I mean it's still bad but yeah. like but it's still like trying to help with my addiction you know what I mean uh-huh. no yeah that's good right. you're making one step and it's all, it's all about the small steps thank the you small Priya. Steps. so do the yeah. experiment you. on yourself and see how you feel love it I love it I love it I love it okay. how we feel anything else on this verse um, no. yeah I mean, just to, you know, to summarize, a person acting in Krishna consciousness works for the satisfaction of the whole, meaning Krishna, without self-interest. And that's, we all know, volunteering, doing things for others, 
survey. That's, that's real satisfaction, especially when we put Krishna in the mix. Right. And I think it was you, Priya, who mentioned there's a line here that talks about followers. I just want to briefly then yes. a shout out to that Do line. it. Do it. Lord Chaitanya, who's kind of like Krishna, who kind of manifested into this world to embody the perfect example of what a devotee, what that devotion, the ultimate devotion looks like. Mm. So Lord Chaitanya said... Oh, almighty Lord, I have no desire to accumulate wealth, nor enjoy beautiful women, nor do I want any number of followers. So kind of listing all these things that, yeah, you can meet a beautiful husband or wife or whatever you're into and have a partner for life. That's not discouraging that, but it's kind of like saying, don't get so distracted by all these shiny objects mm -hmm. in this world. Then he says, what I want only is the causeless mercy of your devotional service in my life, birth after birth. Mm. So that's, that's so beautiful. He's so attached to just that love that it doesn't become like, oh, okay, I can't do anything for me. I just got to give everything to Krishna. Kind of whipping yourself on the back mentality. Yeah. This line is crazy. Nor do I want any number of followers. I know. I was just going to yeah. say. So wild. How incredible that this book was written like 5,000, thousands than, and yeah. thousands of years ago, right? And yeah. it's talking about followers and we've come back to an age in which people care about followers. And oh it's literally God, where they yeah. put how many followers do you have? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. They asked, like, I think they did a survey with like school age children in America and they said like, what is the, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know what the number one answer is? Oh God, influencer. Influencer, right? <gasps> oh, and because they craving this need for followers and attention. Right. And I love that Lord Chaitanya was talking about followers. <laughs> and you know what? Wow. Makes, he meant something a little different. He, I know, but he, I mean, it's kind of the same actually. It is, it is, it is, it is. But I mean, like back in the day, follow he you. was talking about followers in terms of like people he was making into Krishna consciousness. Doesn't matter. People who are oh, well, the same concept. Yeah. Eating yeah. up your ideology <laughs> and, and and watching all of your videos. And yeah, it was just more wholesome back it, in the it, day. Oh my God, it was right. way, way more wholesome. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it is more wholesome. You both have a point because, yeah, he was talking about followers and Krishna consciousness, but he's saying, yeah, that's not the point for me. I don't need all these people chanting my own glories. I just want to be connected to that fountain of ecstasy found within connecting to my source. Oof, right. So, well and, and in a way he did foreshadow what we were shout out to Kali Yuga, which is the, the fourth, you know, <laughs> fourth and worst stage of Are the you yuga. Shout out, shout out, in out a bad to Kali way. Yuga. Shout out to what's going to happen in Kali Yuga. Cause this is totally foreshadowing. I know he wasn't maybe literally talking about the number of followers, but it is totally a reference to what's going to happen in excess in the worst and final well, mm. not, not, okay. Worst is like we said, double-edged sword because we can make advancement. But in the final yuga, when everything is, is at its maximum, like we want to indulge the maximum, self-satisfy ourselves, my ego to the maximum, yeah. then mm -hmm. it only makes sense that in this final yuga, then we'd want to count the most followers for my own self. Watch me eat this sandwich and dance and shake my boobs. That's kind of like on <laughs> TikTok. What? I mean, TikTok that is a lot of TikTok. TikTok. I'm not even Shabalik. on TikTok, but I'm kind of like an old grandma <laughs> referencing what TikTok is like. I'm sorry. Mine has home renovation stuff <laughs> and like advice You're, for life. Okay, that's nice. See, I'm like that old person <laughs> who's like all you youngins on tiktok just do your dances you're the youngest eat one your here. sandwiches <laughs> uh, guys there's only three things that happen on tiktok okay all right i'm gonna do my jokes my okay. tiktok joke okay, okay what's your TikTok number joke? one people are just aggressively dancing that's see yeah. i wasn't off number two they're profusely crying okay, okay. or number yeah. three they're saying weird things like come in come with me on the day in the life of a 20 something who just eats cheese all day okay i was pretty <laughs> spot on then with eating and dancing yeah, yeah you actually were pretty spot on i was really Really <laughs> <laughs> so it just makes sense then that like okay people would be craving followers in this final age where it's just like 
morality and spirituality is kind of on the decline. And That's we have to true. fight to like, okay, what is truth? What is real? What's the purpose? What is, what the, is the purpose? So we get to oh, text. The last thing I was going to say, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just need to say this. Yes. Do it. When I read what Dolor Chaitanya said, it made me think, okay, why would someone not want any of those things unless they're connected to something that brings them even, even more greater joy. joy. Yes. You know what I mean? He yeah. has this, like, he's connected. That's a great point. So that, yeah, that, what I had said earlier about whipping ourselves on the back, it's not like I'm just going to renounce all of this and it's a bleak, miserable existence. No. Yeah, no. I mean, I think, like, even when you're reading this, it's like, no desire to accumulate wealth. First of all, like, accumulating of wealth, like, what do you do with that? You don't take it when you die. Yeah. You nope. can only spend so much, right? So, like, he, Lord Chaitanya understands what's the purpose of that. There's no purpose, right? right. Or to enjoy beautiful women. Well, this is talking about Plural, 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 right? So like also like that So like a womanizer chasing... Womanizers eventually are like, I'm tired of this. I can't live like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or they, well, there's other options. But um, and so like... <laughs> or you start a Playboy mansion. <laughs> I mean, but ultimately you're not happy at you're the end not of the day happy anyway. Listen, it's all on the exterior. You just want society to look at yeah. you and be like, oh, you're so cool. But actually, are you? Are yeah. you? Are you satisfied? No. Not with your chlamydia. <laughs> no. I'm just saying. I'm Karma is real. Are we PG-13? What is our rating here? I was just saying, hey, it's a medical condition, okay? <laughs> you are right. Okay. Anyway, continue. Sorry. So Lord Chaitanya is also, it's, it's not about not, you know, like having a wife or anything like that. He's just talking about more so about like not enjoying women, plural, not just mm -hmm. hoarding wealth, like all these things right. that are really not necessary that people think they want, right? right. Like how many people want to be wealthy billionaires with a young wife? That's yeah. a good or point. And, and a girlfriend and a, you know what I mean? And another girlfriend on the side. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I want to just say again what you just said. They, th what they think they uh, want. So yeah. I think when I get this, I'll be happy. When yes. I get that, I'll be happy. You're constantly chasing the mirage in the desert mm -hmm. and you get there and it's just a mirage. Oh, it's not that's even true. there. Right. The, the, the point that I want to harp on, I have no desire to accumulate wealth. And that is so many of us in this world. And like, I think there was a study done by, I think it was Princeton. It's like they gave the annual salary that one needs in order to be happy. Mm. You know what it is right. per year? What? Oh. 75,000. I, I saw that, but I think that's old. There's no way that's accurate. Maybe to not it. for LA because yeah. like I think but, it matters where you live. Let's take the idea of it, right? right. The you don't need of it, right? that much. You don't need that much to be happy, right, right, right? right? And it's so funny because people who just, I don't know, haven't even stopped to consider maybe there's something greater than making money. It almost sounds a joke, like a joke. Like I remember back when I was at in college, someone said like, "Yeah, I want to work to make a lot of money," and I to myself thought, "Are you joking? Is that your real answer?" Like I couldn't <laughs> conceive that that was just the end goal for someone. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, that's only the end goal for a lot of for people, a lot of people. Me. And yeah. I also yeah. think it comes with the fact that uh, a lot of people grow in poverty or right. they grow with difficult yeah. situations, so they think I have to just better myself in this way, and because they think that will make them happier, yes. because maybe they were. Poor. Right. And they were just not so happy. There's a lot of things missing in their lives or, or there's a... Yeah, or well, maybe they're greedy and they want more money. That's true. Yeah. That's another option too. <laughs> and either way, it's just the idea that happiness exists if I have more... More, more, more comfort, more, more, right. more, more satisfaction of my own right. material desires. Well, and that's why we're within Bhakti. Also, a uh, shout out to our previous verses about the qualities of a yogi, like equanimity. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what is... We're shouting out an is shouting out to random things, and I'm kind of here for it. I'm here for it. Continue, Shavali. I said it twice, okay? <laughs> I just shout out to my water bottle for hydrating me. I just okay. didn't know we could shout out inanimate objects. That's all. No, I shouted out to Kali Yuga and to the previous verses. Thank you very much. Not a water bottle. What to make me sound stupid? Oh. I just messed up with you, Shavala. Sorry. Sorry, continue. Oh, I forgot what I was doing. Oh, no, okay, I know what I'm going to say. She's like, no, I got so it sorry, now. I'm crying. So sorry. Okay. 
Uh, Everyone take a deep breath. <laughs> if you're listening, take the deep breath with us. Yes. One more time. <sighs> All right, let's, let's get back okay. to this. So I was just going to say about the uh, annual income, you need to be happy. Mm, yep. Okay, I don't want to use the word shut up, but referencing our previous <laughs> verses. No, it was hilarious. You can keep doing it. Just, just go on. <laughs> okay, shout out to our previous verses. I have to compose myself. Uh, the qualities of a yogi, they are even minded. There's not anything in excess. So I don't need to make like a ton of money in excess. I right. don't need anything in excess. So people might compensate because of different situations they've gone through in life. Like you said, Priya, they might grow up in poverty. So they want to make a lot of money because they right. think if I do, I'll be stable. I'll be happy. Yep. But okay. It's even mindedness, even keel in every aspect of life. So if I can make just enough to be happy, if I can, in this bhakti philosophy, we're promoting simple living, high thinking. Right. So an elevated way of thinking, not getting high and then thinking. Right. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> just well said. Um, um, yeah. Uh, so... Can we please move on to the next verse? Otherwise, <laughs> okay. it's going to be one episode of okay. one verse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what? We we broke down a lot of stuff. Before. We did. It was fun. It was okay. fun. Our producer's text already two. writing something. Yeah. Okay. Chapter six, text number two. Okay, we'll do one more, okay? Yeah. What is called renunciation? You should know to be the same as yoga or linking oneself to the supreme. Oh, son of Pandu. For one can never become a yogi unless he renounces de the desire for sense gratification. Mm. All right. So right. we talked about this a lot. Yeah. Basically, yeah. when one's entrapped by kind of the pulls of the material energy, that's what it means to be conditioned. We're conditioned. We're trapped. Pulls of material energy. I uh, want to clarify that yes. statement. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Clarify. Pulls of material energy just means... Not pools as in the... No, pool no, no, no. Yeah. Pull. Yeah. pull. The pulls. P-U-L-L. Uh -huh. uh -huh. I there meant that, but I was saying it wrong because... Okay. Uh, Latin. Anyway. Latina. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the idea of like the the vibe of the earth, like the, the energy. Vibe. That's what you're clarifying. <laughs> Please clarify vibe. what you just clarified. <laughs> so Shama, you're sorry. Vibe of the earth. I had good attention. Ladies, we're not going to finish text two. It's time's up. Oh, Christ. I have no idea, Priya, what you're trying to say. Can you try again? <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. Okay. I just, I was just clarifying that term because it's really common for us to say, um, what was the word? <laughs> the pulse of material energy. Material energy just means this world, right? Yes. So like the energy of this world. So I was just trying to say the vibes of Earth, but it just didn't make sense. Okay? It's true. The Earth is vibing with ignorance, with goodness, with passion. All these energies, All the right? Modes, uh -huh. yeah. So like what, what you, when we talk about material world, we're talking about just Earth, like where right. we live and the energies that are around it and that I'm kind being, of pull us in exactly. this direction or another. I mean, like a puppet being thrashed around by the different energies true. or okay. the vibes of the Earth. Yeah. You know when I feel that? I feel like when I'm driving down some Sunset, Sunset Boulevard. I don't know if you've ever driven down Sunset. For mm. those of you who are not from LA, essentially it's this one long road of all of these different advertisements and you're looking both ways and you're being pulled and compelled mm. to watch all these TV shows right. and buy all these products. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. That's just what I thought about when you said that's pulls really and material energy. That's really good visualization. Yeah. Right. So what that means we're both basically more entrapped, we're more conditioned and when we're Krishna conscious, it basically is the opposite. We're more aware of the spiritual energy and then we're finally in our real and natural state of life. Yeah. So it says a real, real bhakti or like, you know, this practice of bhakti yoga means that one should know his constitutional position as a living entity and act accordingly. Yep. Meaning mm -hmm. we are the soul. We're not this body. We're a part of Krishna. Everything right. that we talked about earlier. Everything we that we tried to restrain before. from like material attachment. So I'm here, I'm doing my duty, but I'm not going to get so, so, so consumed, you know? Yes. So the purpose of knowledge and restraining the senses are prescribed in the yoga processes and 
uh, they're automatically served in Krishna consciousness. So basically for this text, we understand renunciation means more so understanding our constitutional position. It mm -hmm. means not uh, mm -hmm. being looking for sense gratification, meaning how many TV shows can I watch? How many how many cinnamon rolls can I eat? How many concerts can I go to? How many things? How many I tours? Need all places the for things yeah. all the time, right? Yeah. And I want to just say one more thing about the ending. The real aim for us is basically to give up our selfish desires and be prepared to satisfy the supreme. Because a Krishna conscious person, we're always trying to engage in enjoyment for the supreme or in, in pleasing our supreme source. And they say the last line: When one has no information on the mm. supreme, we must be engaged in self satisfaction because no one can stand on the platform of in activity. Yeah, that's what we were saying earlier, right? Like we're active human beings. We can't stop thinking when we're wearing, right. you say meditate about nothing, think about nothing. You can't, right? Impossible. So when right. we are faced with inactivity, we choose to find sense gratification. Oh, right. this show, this cinnamon roll, mm -hmm. this, this, or this, that. But instead, what we should be doing is engaging ourselves in Krishna, Krishna consciousness. consciousness. Love so that. Beautiful. That's it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so that concludes this episode. We will be back for the next episode with chapter six, text number three. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hello, beautiful souls. If you like what you're hearing, please follow us on Instagram at Modern Yogi Podcast. And if you love what you're hearing, please make sure to share a link to our podcast at Modern Yogi Podcast with all your friends, families, and long lost cousins. And if you have any questions at all, send us a DM on Instagram at Modern Yogi Podcast and we'll be sure to get back to you. Thank you for listening to The, the Modern, Modern Yogi. Yogi.